0: Welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Paris James, and all I want is for you to go out there and live your damn life. This is a safe space where we can just be ourselves and have meaningful conversations. Let's face it, life is not always perfect, but you can choose to live it unconditionally now and always. I'm just here to remind you that you have the power to create the exact magical life that you deserve. And guess what? I am proud of you already. I'm so grateful that you're here, tuned in and listening. So let's dive right in. Hi everyone, welcome back. This is episode number four, and it's the one where we say yes to failure. And I know when you're first listening to this, you're probably like, what did I hear correctly? But yes, I said it. This is the one where we say yes to failure. And I know that that song's really strange, but in this podcast episode, if you're listening to this, I want you to really understand what it means to redefine something for yourself and to not just think about failure the way everybody else thinks about it and the way society has kind of pressured us to feel like a failure is a lack of success. And if we fail, then that's the end and we're probably not going to go anywhere in life. And I just kind of want to redefine that in this podcast episode. So for me, starting from a really young age, I always felt really pressured to do well academically. I was a nude, <laughs> still am. I grew up reading a lot of books and doing really well in school. And at a certain point in time, if you, if anybody is on this podcast and, and is international, my home country of Trinidad and Tobago, we have this exam that everybody writes when they are like 10 or 11, 12, around that age. And that exam basically allows you to get into your high school of choice. So. It's a lot of pressure, actually, looking back on it. I'm just like, I don't know how they put these kids through so much pressure because the exam was, you know, just a lot of intense information at that age. And for something that is so like, considered important, like the choice of your school and having this pressure to perform and get into your first choice and whoever didn't pass for their first choice wasn't deemed as like smart. And the whole thing, looking back on it now, is just crazy to think about that's what we actually still have in place. So at a young age, I always thought that if I didn't pass for my first choice, then something was going to be wrong with me. So I actually did not have any fear at that point in time because I was confident in my ability to do work and my ability to get the grades that I needed to pass for my first choice. And the teachers actually put such a huge amount of pressure on me. Teachers, my parents at that time, they were just like, you know, like we did not go to this school, like we want to kind of live through you and have you go to the school. So it was just a lot, a lot of pressure. And I remember just being like, okay, whatever, I can do this. Like, I'm going to get into my first choice. And somewhere along the line, it just didn't happen. Like, I got back my grades. I did really well in math and the essay writing. And it was weird because math, I actually kind of struggled with math. But English was my strong point. And I got the lowest mark in English the lowest mark that I ever got, like writing any of these prep exams leading up to it. So it was really kind of a big shock when I actually got those results. And I remember just crying and not just crying, like on the floor being like, oh my God, this is the end of my life. And I'm like 12 years old at this point. And I'm like crying and it's like the end of the semester. So we have like August, July, August vacation. And then we enter those new schools like from the upcoming September. So I remember just not even looking at my teachers. Like I couldn't even look at them and I couldn't look at my mom and I was just crying my eyes out and I spent the entire vacation just crying. And the thing was, I passed for my second choice, which was actually an amazing school. And I actually did not have any problem going to that school. That was actually my first choice originally but my mom actually made me switch. So the thing was, I wasn't even mad about the fact that I was going to like the second school. What I was mad about was that I did not pass for my first choice and I didn't feel like if I succeeded and all of my friends got into their first choice of schools and they were all kind of looking at me like, oh my God, like I can't believe it. Like she was the one who we all thought was going to get into that top school and I didn't. Long story short, I didn't. and. It affected me so much that I remember when school started, I just couldn't be happy. I just felt like I'd failed and this was the end and I would never be okay. And like I would never do good in school again. I would never get good grades. And that's kind of how I felt. And I remember I kept this narrative in my mind. And one of the first little exams or quizzes that we had in that school that I eventually ended up going to, was this math test and I, I, I just sat down there and I remember being like okay well I'm not even gonna try because obviously I'm a failure all these other kids probably had the school as their first choice I'm just not even gonna try and I remember I don't know how this happened but I actually got zero in the test and it reiterated the narrative I told myself and I went I will never forget this moment I went in the bathroom the girls bathroom but well, it was an all-girls school so I went to the bathroom. And I locked the door and I cried like on the floor crying and being like, well, I'm 12 years old. This is the end. I didn't pass my first choice. I'm obviously never going to do good in this school. And somewhere along the line, I'm just really grateful that I had the willpower to somehow pull myself out of that at that young age and be like, you know what? I read a lot of books actually. So maybe it had something to do with that. I don't know, but I'm just grateful that I didn't stick with that narrative I told myself and somewhere along the line I pulled myself out of it and I said stop that was just one instance of your life one exam and I just feel like people put so much pressure on one instances like for instance athletes like if they do bad in one race all of a sudden they could never be an olympic athlete or they could never be great because of that one event and I just think it's so unfair to diagnose people and their ability by those one event. And somehow, by magic, (laughs) I brought myself out of that. And I said, stop. You are here in this new school. A lot of your friends are in this school. Why are you unhappy? Why are you so hell-bent on being like, I cannot be the best that I can be because I, in inverted commas, failed. And it took me a little while, but eventually I got out of it and time passed, and I started doing really, really well again. I eventually ended up with like one of the top open scholarships in the school, got a lot of different awards. And I remember just looking back on it and just telling the people who were writing SE, like anybody who I knew, and being like, this does not define you. This one exam does not define you. And I think it's so important to just tell kids that, like, if you listen to this and you have someone in your life who's younger generation, just let them know that this is not the end all be all. It's not that you did bad in this exam and it defines your whole life. And so that's where my first definition in my mind of failure came from. It was actually self-imposed because everybody else was telling me that if I did not do this in this specific way, then I was a failure. And if we take the word failure, if you actually just Google it straight up, it says a lack of success. But when you come to actually define what success is, like what is, what even is success? And the thing about it is that you have to define success for yourself. And if you define success for yourself, then you are able to then consider what that in inverted commas failure means to you. So for instance, if you're doing something and you're really, really good at it and it didn't go the way you planned, Basically, you have to try to reframe that in your mind because there is, and I guarantee you, there is something that you got out of that. There is something that you were successful at, something in that failure. And for me, at that point in time, I was successful at reshaping my thoughts and being like, okay, if I didn't do well in this, then I need to work harder or I need to just reshift how I think about things and not have this. Pressure being put on me in a way that determined the outcome of my life. So, for me, I was successful in realizing that I don't need anybody else's pressure. I don't need one exam to tell me if I'm smart or if I'm good enough for something. And I'll give you a more recent example. A few years ago, I started to do yoga, and a lot of people started asking me, How do you do this pose? Like, how do you do these different things? And I was like, you know what? I am out of university. I don't know what I'm going to do as yet, but I think I want to teach yoga because everybody's asking me about it. So I tried to do it in a really like quick way. My very, very first yoga workshop, I'll never forget this because it was also a defining point in my life. I googled these local yoga studios around my area and I got into contact with them and I said, can I like teach at your studio? And then they said that they don't actually hire yoga instructors, but however, I can rent the studio and then do something for myself there. So I said, okay, great. So I made an appointment, saw the studio, scoped out the scene, and then I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to have this yoga workshop. It's going to be three weekends and I'm going to teach and inversions. Bear in mind, I was only like a year into my yoga practice and I knew a certain level of things. But I was basically trying to just do it in this really quick and fast way. And I was like, yeah, everybody's going to come. It's going to be sold out. Oh my God, I'm going to have to make a flyer. And I was like posting these things like crazy being like, yeah, this is my yoga workshop. Y'all need to come. And (laughs) I waited and waited and waited and no one signed up for my yoga workshop. I got like one or two emails being like, oh, we're kind of interested and I was like, "Yeah, this is the beginning. Oh my god, I need to cap it off for a certain number because it's gonna have too much people." And nothing is wrong with that, that, having that like excitable, like positive mindset. But when nobody came, and eventually I had to like, so I was just so like I'm cringing right now. I had to message back the owner of the studio and be like, "Oh, you know, never mind. I I think that I will wait until another time because a lot of people are writing exams at this point in time because it was around." like June and I was like mm, I don't think that I will run it anymore and I remember being so like embarrassed because I was like oh my god she probably like knows that nobody is signing up for it and at that point in time I was like okay well I could never be a yoga instructor obviously nobody's interested in me teaching them bends or beginners poses or anything and I almost gave it up and somehow again by just reframing my thoughts I realized that I was successful at that point in time. I didn't fail. I was successful in understanding that these events take time. And instead of trying to rush and do it like within a week of conceptualizing the idea, first, I should start by working on myself more, getting really familiar with being able to teach, studying anatomy. By the way, at this point, I had one little yoga certificate. I was not Alliance certified, but I was like, you know what, I have all the information I need. Like, you know, really very egotistical of myself, just being like, if people like these yoga pictures, they'll want me to teach them and this will be it. So at that point in time, I was like, I am successful in realizing that I need to put in the work. I did not fail. I actually look back on it and laugh because it gave me an opportunity to be like, why did nobody sign up for the workshop? And it was because I just deep down felt guilty for not being properly certified, and that guilt was holding me back and basically making me do things in a rushed way and making me think that I'm feeling when nobody showed up but really and truly, I needed to put the work into myself and I needed to do it step by step and build a base and have free classes and do a lot of different things which i'll talk about in another episode but basically to summarize those two experiences I To to the onlooker, I probably failed. I failed at not passing for my first choice. She failed at having her first yoga event. And if we don't properly define what success means to us and understand that failure is really just an opportunity to adjust things, make adjustments, and focus on what you can do to improve, I probably would have never done good in school. I would have never gotten a scholarship. And I would have never continued working on myself and using what I learned from that in inverted commas field event to better myself and my classes and eventually go on to have sold out classes and a lot of like workshops that a lot of people sign up for. So I, I want to basically go through now what I think you should take into consideration. So step one, I believe that it's really important for you personally to define what success is for you. And to not think of failure as something very scary and something that will define your life. I actually think it's very exhilarating to take risks. And if you don't create room for failure in your life, then you will never go to your true potential. If you don't have the ability to risk rejection, then you will never go to the full potential. So you have to be willing to take those risks And to have room for failure and to be like, you know what? I'm doing this new thing. It might fail, but I am creating space and I'm creating room for that failure. Because I know that if something does not work, it is an opportunity for me to make an adjustment and continue and learn from it. So think about it as something exciting. It is exciting to take risks. It is exhilarating to put yourself out there to see what doesn't work. And to use it as an opportunity to work on yourself, and I just want you to know that this doesn't happen overnight. There was a lot of things that went into the post failure that I went through, and then building myself up for an eventual, in a very common success that I eventually had. So know that it doesn't happen overnight, and I want you to also know that no door will open if you don't knock on it. So if you spend your whole life just waiting for a door to open for you to maybe do something that you want to do in life or pursue, that door will never open if you don't knock on it. And if you want to knock on that door, you have to be able and be willing to realize that if I knock on this door, I might not get the results I want as soon as I open the door. As soon as I open that door, I might feel. I might have zero people listening to this podcast. I might have invested this time into something and it flopped, but I am opening that door and I am confident that I'm going to knock on your door, open your door. And if it doesn't work out for me, and if I don't have that success that I imagined and defined for myself, then I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to have a growth mindset and I'm going to be like, you know what? This is fine. I am going to move forward and I'm going to take what I've learned because there is success in failure. There is something that you can learn from and there is something that you can do to improve on what you already did before. So if you always think that you're going to succeed on the first try, there's nothing wrong with having a positive mindset. But a positive mindset means that you are able to grow through those challenges. And if it doesn't work out, if you don't pass that exam the first time, That growth mindset and that positive mindset should tell you this is just a way for me to have an adjustment, and I'm going to continue knocking on that door until it opens and until I get exactly what I'm looking for. I am going to continue going through that space for myself. So, if you're thinking about doing something right now, if it's a new venture, I am here to tell you that it probably might feel, but you know what? We are saying yes to failure. Because one instance in your life does not determine the rest of your life. One exam does not determine if you are going to fail the next hundred exams. One race that you didn't win if you're an athlete. One match in tennis or in football. One of those things does not define your whole life. And you have to be willing to be like, you know what? I'm going to laugh at this when I look back on athletes and I'm going to be like, oh my God, remember that time? I had an event and nobody showed up. And you give yourself that space and that room to laugh about it because you know that you are giving yourself room for failure. You are taking risks. You are doing whatever it is you need to do to hashtag live your damn life. And you are not letting anybody tell you that you are a failure or you failed in a way that they define as their definition of it. Any single thing or everything. Everything that I do right now I know that there is a possibility that it's going to feel. When I first brought in my products for your yoga BFF, I have my own line of like yoga products. I actually brought in very, very little bit of stuff, like maybe less than 30 because in my head, I was like, Oh my God, it might feel when really I should have taken a risk and been like, you know what? I'm going to order like 50 and it's going to work, but I still had a little bit of fear, which is fine. That's only human. And I was like, okay. I'm going to bring in this much. And I had a room for failure. In my head, I was like, if nobody buys these mats, I'm going to find something else to do. I'm going to maybe donate it to somewhere. I'm going to do something else. Maybe have it, to give it to studios to, to use for their students if they can't afford mats. I just gave myself that room that if it doesn't work out, I'm going to find some way to work around it and achieve my vision of success and just continue going. So I just want you to know that if you're listening to this, And if there's something that you want to do, it might not work out the first time around, but I don't want you to give up. I want you to be exhilarated by this life, by what you want to do. And I want your dreams to be so big that they scare you in terms of like, I'm scared, but I am going to knock on that door because I'm going to risk that rejection. I'm going to have room for failure and I am going to succeed because even in that first failure, I will have success in knowing how I can go about and make my dreams a reality. So that is it for episode number four. I'm making these episodes short and sweet to get to the point. Let me know if you prefer longer episodes and I will get right on that. But thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon. If you love this podcast, let's be BFFs. You can DM me at the James on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, download your favorite episodes and leave us a review. And if you have a topic you want to hear about next, feel free to comment and let me know. Until then, talk soon.